It's Friday night. It's time for the Garage Rock Show podcast with Chris and Dahlia. What's up, Dahlia? Hey, Chris. What's up? Not much. This is our first episode of our podcast for the Garage. It is. Exciting stuff. Yeah, so, of course, check us out. The change is going to come. TheGarageRockShow.com. We're on SoundCloud, and we're linking our stuff up through our website, so check that out. This is going to be a weekly preview kind of episode, as well as we recapping what's been going on in the world as well as the world of rock every week and this will kind of give you an idea of of all those latest headlines as well as what we're going to be playing tomorrow night on the garage itself right exactly so i know you guys are always wanting to hear more from us so this is our opportunity to share everything and all of our knowledge with all of you guys so that way we can maximize the hour that we have on the bare airwaves with nothing but music Keep the co- talking to a minimum, and we can talk as much as we want on this one, and you guys can tune in as much as you like or tune out as much as you like. That's totally fine. Yeah, so you're getting the behind the scenes right here, right now. All right, so some of the rock headlines this week, we are looking over them, and one of the ones I, I know that caught your ear and your eye, uh, Dahlia, Jack White. Uh, he's got his new album out, Boarding House Reach, and one of the headlines was... Jack White covers song penned by Al Capone. And I was like, okay, we got to talk about this, right? Uh, He revealed in a new interview that a song on his solo album, Boarding House Reach, is a cover of a musical piece written by legendary gangster Al Capone. White purchased a musical manuscript that was penned by Capone while the infamous crime boss was imprisoned in Alcatraz in the 1920s. So... The song called Humoresque is a version of a piece uh, by Czech composer Anton Dvorak that was reworked by Capone himself, which is kind of awesome in its own way. Well, I never knew Al Capone even made music or was interested in music. I don't think anyone did, which is why this is so fascinating. And it, fe- it features the line, You thrill and fill this heart of mine with gladness like a soothing symphony. Doesn't that sound, doesn't, doesn't sound like something that would come from a gangster, right? <laughs> Al with Capone's that not like a sound. romantic type of guy to me, you know? That's a trip. So Jack White, was he was moved by the idea that a gangster was inspired by such a gentle, beautiful song. Right. Such, like Chris and I were inspired by that as well. And he also states that human beings are complicated creatures with lots of emotions yeah, going I mean, on, which is you know, true. Like uh, you, you see somebody and you think they have maybe have a hard exterior or they're like a uh, whatever, just like a tough guy. But deep down, maybe they really enjoy like some beautiful music or other things that we just kind of like. I don't know. We don't see that right away in people, maybe. No, you're absolutely right. So let us know what you guys think. Post on our Garage Rock page. Chris is going to give you that t- the tagline right now. Facebook.com slash The Garage Rock Show. Uh, Jack White also acknowledged uh, that he's started to play the new guitar. Jack White's kind of like a bit of a guitar freak. He owns all kinds of stuff, right? Well, on this new album, he's been playing Eddie Van Halen's new signature guitar, saying he was inspired to try it after Van Halen said he wanted to, quote, design an instrument that doesn't fight me. End quote. So uh, apparently Eddie Van Halen's new guitar is all over the, the new album. Jack White's going to be playing three intimate shows to launch this new record. He's going to be playing one in Los Angeles, New York, and London. Uh, apparently, he's going to be playing a very intimate venue in uh, Los Angeles, the Mayan Theater. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, I've never been there myself, uh, Dahlia, but it's like 2,500 people. 
No, I, we've been to like many hole in the wall places, but this is not one that we've been to. So I've maybe that's going to be a, on our bucket list. It's a legendary list. LA venue, and uh, he's going to be there on March 20th, Warsaw in Brooklyn on the 23rd, and uh, the Garage in London on March 28th. Not to be confused with the Garage here. Right. On, on the airwaves. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, also he was asked in this interview, though, Dahlia, interesting enough that, you know, hey, what's up with the White Stripes? Could they ever reunite? Uh, and he basically said, he says, quote, no, no, I, I highly doubt happen. that would ever be a thing. Yeah. So what do you think on that? I'm kind of bummed. You know, I love like Meg White, Jack White. I love that whole White Stripes like thing that came out in like the early 2000s. And right. it really, really created like part of that like New York rock um, scene. They were a part of that, even though they're not from New York, okay. but they were still part of that music. Definitely. But that, here's the that thing. musical progression that happened in 2004. I always love to like see a female drummer. I always love chicks on the drums. Like, come on, ladies, let's get it. You know, it seems like he's distancing himself from Meg White by saying this quote here in this interview. I'm not telling people what to think about the White Stripes. They can think whatever they want about it. But there is a case to be made that in a lot of ways, the White Stripes is Jack White solo in a lot of ways, end quote. So, I mean, he's kind of saying... You know, I agree with that. I, it, it was. He wrote all of the songs. He's on guitar. He's doing frontal. He's doing vocals. So, yeah, Meg White was the backbone, but the drummer is always a backbone of that band. So he you always, can't discredit that. No, no, I know, and I agree with that. And that's why the, the, this kind of quote uh, struck me. He's all, people define things by the label you give them. I'm sure if Billy Corgan called his solo album Smashing Pumpkins, it probably would have sold twice as many copies or whatever, right? So he's making a good point that if he tried to say he's the White Stripes again, which he basically owns the rights to and could pull off, but he doesn't want to do that. He wants to do the solo thing instead. So, And more power to him. All Mad right. Respect. Moving on to another topic. Jane's Addiction singer Perry Farrell spearheading mm-hmm. in a new entertainment complex in Las Vegas. He wants to get in with Caesars Entertainment and Hollywood producer Carrie Granat and Star Wars visual effects pioneer Ed Jones. Get this, Dahlia. A press release describes the project as, quote, an active and dynamic world extending across multiple levels and more than 100,000 square feet, offering the best of South Asian Eastern culture, music, food, danger, fashion, exoticism, exploration, legendary mysteries, and spiritual enlightenment. Wow, it sounds kind of far-fetched in my opinion. (laughs) Like, I would want to go just to check it out, but I don't know. It seems like it'll be a bust. All right, check out some Jane's of these. Addiction, Jane's Addiction's not even like a big enough band no. to be able to pull off all of what they're like, what, well, what they're saying. But it seems and like he's on quote. He's trying to There's like branch no off into being like some kind of uh, festival kind of. Produ- well, he already this, did Lollapalooza. We know that. Yeah, back Very in the sick. '90s and right. early 2000s. This is Terry Farrell that we're talking about. He's like he had a vision. Space case. It, yeah, he had a vision in the '90s for Lollapalooza. Well, hold on a second. Let's not rip apart the guy. He he had a vision for Lollapalooza, which was blending rap, rock, pop, techno, all kinds of stuff. Right? Yeah, that you're was, absolutely right. That was right. looked at as crazy back in the '90s. Yeah. So we may be looking at this new vision as crazy now, but maybe it's going to make sense later. Let's go down the list here of some of the things that this uh, article talks about. He says he wants to call it Kind Heaven. First of all. 
Well, I respect that. That's pretty cool. So if he's like doing like a Buddhist type thing, I think that's important. And I respect what he's doing. So check this out. Absolutely. But it's the way in which he's running the business, in my opinion, that may fail. Well, Dahlia, it hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. Okay. So we don't know how that was my prediction, folks. Uh, Kevin, Kind Heaven will be a five story space that will feature five music venues, 40 stations, theatrical performances, bars, and more. All being built at a reported cost of $100 million. Uh, he says he, that he was inspired by a dream, explaining, quote, I saw kind heaven as a city from overhead as I was a bird or an angel. I passed out on the street and I ran away and there was this place. Uh, and he goes on to say basically he just uh, has this crazy vision of arts and culture for this Las Vegas event. Well, and I think that is phenomenal, but. Come on, Perry Farrell, he's a space case. <laughs> Let's just be real about it. Yeah, but that's I appreciate true. but I do appreciate his vision and I hope it comes to fruition for All right. him. Positive some, vibes, Perry Farrell's wise. Let's move on to some new music coming out. Allison Chains is nearly done with their new album. Uh just recording it though. This isn't actually coming out uh right away. But Nine Inch Nails also teasing that a new EP will be coming out before June. Trent Reznor said in a new interview that the new Nine Inch Nails EP will be released sometime before June. No title or specific date has come out. Uh, as well as Pearl Jam, they're basically in the same boat. They uh, released a new single called Can't Deny Me. Haven't released a new album title or anything like that, but they got new music on the way. What's up with these guys? They think they can just like tease the listeners? Do well, they think don't you they're think it's that kind of a cool? Smart. smart marketing campaign it is definitely a smart marketing campaign however i'm like you guys do realize that you had music that came out in the 90s right you need well, to like all... attract like the millennials and get on board here but so they're all making new music so that's what they're doing it better be good guys it's not like they're just doing a greatest hits tour they're still making new music yeah you're right so that's definitely happening and it's all on the way uh speaking of that uh, new music. Well, Arctic Monkeys returning to the United States. Are you a fan of the Arctic Monkeys? Um, kind I of following in the, like the Strokes, I guess. No, you don't even like the I Strokes are like eleven on my scale, and sure. the Arctic Monkeys are like maybe a two or the British a three version <laughs> at best. So no, they're not even on the same playing field. It's like Little League playing against like the big league. Well, they're huge in the UK, and this is their first U.S. tour since uh, 2013. The band went on a, hi- a hiatus following the trek, not issued any new music since then, although there are signs that the group's sixth studio album may be on the way, so look out for that. Uh, what else? Queens of the Stone Age, Killers More on Elton John tribute. Have you heard about this Elton John tribute? No, I haven't, but I know that you and your buddies like went to see a show recently on Queens, Queens of, the Stone, of the Stone Age. We did. You guys thought it was just okay. It really wasn't that great, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was. You know, how were your ju- seats? They were good. I mean, they were they were they were good seats. It wasn't anything to do with that. Okay. It was more of uh like Josh Homemade, Like uh, I guess you know, I don't know if you heard the story about how he kicked a female photographer. Oh no. He's in- done in my book. What did you just say? <laughs> done. Yeah, there was to a female. To all the females out there like we well, we don't have that. Here's the story is that he kicked the female the photographer was shooting up at him in the pit just doing her job like every everybody else and 
he went down there and and he didn't actually go down there, but he kicked from the stage at her camera. The camera hit her in the face. She ended up having to go to the hospital. What a dude! I know. And Who had, does that? Like, he had seriously. to make a statement and everything because he was uh, drunk. He was wasted. I don't give a crap. I know. Like, it doesn't what matter. his excuses are? I agree. You need to take accountability. Exactly. Full accountability. So here's the for deal. So I figured when we would go and see him in the tour that he would be oh like on you know off off the wagon so to speak trying to be a sober guy. No, far from it. He was totally trashed at the show. We saw him as well. And just being kind of a weirdo. So and he's so a mess, basically. He's, he's a mess, and the show ended up reflecting that, which is too bad. You know, it was supposed yeah. to be a good show. Unbelievable. So anyway, they're, they're involved. Queens of the Stone Age, The Killers, and more on an Elton John tribute, along with Coldplay, Mumford & Sons, and more. It's coming out April 6th. It's called Revamp and Restoration, and it's a two-disc a CD set that's coming out that Elton John's on his final tour ever. So this is going to be one of those things, right? Elton John is super legit. I just dislike very much that Queens of the Stone Age and all of the others that are following. I bet you are Elton John's not happy with that as well. The, I bet you that he signed up for that name. ahead of time. And now he's like, hey, maybe we should take them off of there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, Garage Rock listeners on this day in rock history. There's a lot of awesome stuff like that you may know or you may not know. So, for example, Twist's sister, they're a Long Island bar band, if you did not know that. Like all the 80s hair bands, they were like so glam rock and all of that. But become they became the first uh, act to headline and sell out the 3,000-seat Palladium in New York without having a record out. That's so, pretty impressive. Think about that, though. No record. Sold 3,000 Back in seat. the 70s, it was all about records and record deals. Talk about underground. So and Twisted Sister was like a huge underground band to be able to sell that. Like, who can you say this day and age that can do that without having a record out? Right. Well, it's more common. It's more common this day and age. I will say that that was why it was such a feat back then was it was all about having a record and being on a label and these guys sold out the Palladium for the first time, not being on a label, not even having an album out. Mm-hmm. That's just insane. That is pretty pretty impressive. Along the same lines, in the same way, it's like in 1981 on this day in history, Friday, March 16th, only a dozen people show up at a U2 concert in L.A. Wow. Now they have like sold out shows to date. Like they've well, been banned funny. for like Years and years and years, a couple of decades ago. On this same day in 1987, the Joshua Tree is released, and that's their biggest album ever. That album, that was actually, you know, I'm not a huge U2 fan, especially not lately, but I actually enjoyed that album. Oh, that's a great album. And when I watch, like, episodes of Friends, like, they have those music playing in the background, you know, it's kind of, like, nostalgic in a lot of ways. You know, Chris and I were, like, the earliest of millennials. You know, we're born in the early 80s and things like that. So, we we grew up with... We're actually a hybrid uh, generation, Dolly. It's called Xennials. Oh, is is that the In between Generation X and Millennials. Yeah. Okay, well... No. No. 1990, on this day in rock history, lead singer Andrew Wood of the Seattle band Mother Love Bone overdoses on heroin after spending 116 days clean and sober. Wow. Talk about a relapse. That That is super sad. That is very sad. And sad for his Mother Love Bone was the band before Pearl Jam. Oh, I did not know that. Interesting fact. Fun fact, Chris. (laughs) Well, not necessarily that fun. 
that he, no. that he passed away. But yes, Mother Love Bone was the band before they became Pearl Jam. So, uh, though this was pre-Eddie Vedder, Eddie Vedder didn't yes. exist during this time. So well, then I would assume was, Eddie he Vedder was in came. another city. He was from Chicago. So then Eddie Vedder came and joined the band. Exactly. He, that's why and became Pearl Jam. Okay, got it. Yeah, Eddie Vedder. That's why he's such a Chicago Cubs fan. He was born and raised in Chicago, and he came out to Seattle. He was trying to be, you know, join a band, and and he ended up meeting these guys and joining them right after they lost their lead singer. So kind of crazy. Also, on this day in 2006, it's announced that Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee, former Metallica bassist Jason Newstead, and ex-GNR guitarist Gilby Clark have formed a new supergroup called Supernova. Did you ever watch this? It was on that TV series Rockstar, where they were trying to find a, a lead singer for the band. Do you remember that? No, I don't. It was horrible. It so sounds horrible. You probably block, got year, it blocked out from your memory. What year did that come out? 2006. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, was, was that like on VH1? Or, uh, or I don't know. Can we say VH1? I don't know. Yes. Okay. Tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day, even though we are uploading this super late this Friday night. And a couple little things uh, about St. Patrick's Day. Do you sure know? What is that? I don't know. But isn't that what you say on St. Patrick's Day? I don't know. Was that? Uh, did you just get possessed by a leprechaun? I think so. What just happened right now? Oh! In 1756, on this day, St. Patrick's Day is celebrated in New York City for the first time. The event takes place at the Crown and Thistle Tavern. Oh, interesting. Also, on this day in 16 or 1762, the first St. Patrick's Day parade is held in New York City. So it dates back, what is that, uh, about 250 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Also, birthdays today, uh, Billy Corgan. How old is Billy today? 51. Oh, 51. Melissa, I was just rocking out to like, this Matching Pumpkins like before we started this podcast. Melissa so. Oftermeyer, uh, also a uh, basis for the Smashing Pumpkins after uh, Darcy Retzke left. She was. Uh, I don't recognize her as a basis. basis. Oh, well, come on. Like, Darcy's like the Smashing Pumpkins. She played basis. with. Um, what was that other band before? Don't Know, Don't Care. So Rob Lowe has a birthday. Gary Sinise, Kurt Russell, Patrick Duffy. Patrick Remember? Duffy. He was in, uh, what was the TV show? It was um, Step by Step. Yeah. He was the dad. It was horrible. He was the dad. Um, uh, give it up for Patrick Duffy. No. Where is he Stop now? Stop making a big no deal about Patrick ca- Duffy. No, no one cares. cares. Jerry Cantrell, guitarist from Allison Chains on Sunday. Uh, he turns 52. Rob Kardashian has a birthday. No, nope, no, no one cares. cares. No, Million why, lawsuits why he's got going on. All right, moving on. Billboard's new releases of this week coming out today. Bill Frissel uh, has a new album out. Earthless, Hot Snakes, Mount Erie, Snoop Dogg, Sorority Noise, Stone Temple Pilots, Dean Ween Group, Decemberist, Yola Tango. They all have new albums out coming out today, so if you're fans of any of those bands, check them out. I don't think anyone cares that it's Snoop Dogg's, like, Billboard new releases. Hey, He's, you know, like, Snoop on a Dogg. talk show now on TBS. Everyone like, cares about Snoop Dogg. Uh, this week on The Garage tomorrow, we are going to be playing Walking Papers, Pennywise, Hot Snakes, Chad Van Galen, Dagger Mouth, Hold Steady, Moaning, Hines, Ice Age, Yola Tango, Crumb, Parquet Courts. Car Seat Headrest, Nathaniel Rateliff, and the Night Sweats. Good set list this, this week. Yeah, it's a great set list. I hope you guys listen to the Garage Rock Show tomorrow night because it's going to be phenomenal. Check it out, uh, 1057bear.com. You can stream it anywhere, anytime. Uh, just click on that Listen Live link. Uh, so moving on to the movie news corner and the hot topics for the week. Uh, Margot Robbie in talks to play Sharon Tate. 
uh, for the rumored um, uh, Quentin Tarantino upcoming film. Uh, it's titled Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio are also in the film. What do you think about that, Dahlia? Wow, that seems like very interesting. I think we might like go out. It seems like a blockbuster film. What ah. do you think? Sharon Tate? She's I'm not like... really... I don't know. To be honest, I'm not really into seeing the Sharon Tate murders again. I think they've done it a, a couple times already. They have. What's Tarantino really going to do? Just make it more bloody and gory? And Well, Charles Manson is now dead, so yeah. they're capitalizing so on that, no? That actually happened. Charles Manson's death af- after this was already like in the works and mm. kind of announced. So I, I wonder if he had like a role in that. I hope not. I but. don't think so at all. Uh, let's move on to The Devil's Rejects 2. Just announced Three from Hell, the new Rob Zombie film. Confirmed the news to, on his Instagram. It's called Three from Hell. Here's the deal. I don't know if you remember. Did you see The Devil's Rejects? Uh, I did, okay. yes. You remember of at course. the end of the movie? Where they all died, they all got shot in a hail of bullets. So everybody's basically saying, uh, "What's going to happen? Uh, how how is, is it going to resurrect them in a supernatural way?" Maybe they were all AI and we didn't know it. Okay, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> you never know what like what path they're going to go on with that. I mean, all right. Well, you can do a part two, part three, whatever. Throw AI in there and then whatever. We'll see about that. Uh, too bad about Stephen Hawking, famed British psychiatrist Stephen Hawking, dead at seventy-six. You know that is too bad. And I was—I listened to classical music in my vehicle in my house, and they did this whole playlist of all the songs that Stephen Hawking loved. He loved huh. classical music. It was interesting. I've been listening to, listening to it for the last two days now. Because they're doing this whole tribute to Stephen Hawking on the Valley Public Public Radio Station. And I think that is, like, super awesome. Very cool. Uh, Stephen Hawking, an amazing mind. And we were lucky to have him on on this planet to give us some different things to think about, you know. And uh, he loved the opera as well. Yeah. Which I think is important. Very cool. Um, also, let's move on. Uh, Neil Young has a new upcoming sci-fi book called Canary. He recently opened up about it. This is an interesting uh, plot. Here's the plot, Dahlia. Uh, A man discovers the solar company he works for is a hoax, and they're not really using solar. They're using this stuff. The guy who's doing this has come up with a way to make bad fuel, the bad energy, this really ugly, terrible stuff. He's figured out a way to genetically create these animals that defecate, that give the energy to make the stuff. So he's created this new species, but the species escapes, so it's a mess. It's a long story. End quote. Wow. Sounds kind of crazy, huh? That sounds kind of deep. Yeah, sounds like it would be a good movie, too. I'm uh, all a, about a conspiracy theory it's a book all called day Canary. long. So uh, he's got a read New York, between the lines. I'm all about that. He's got a New York agent on board with the project. Didn't share a possible publication date, uh, but it looks like it's going to be coming out. So that's pretty cool. He's also got a movie actually that he's involved with it just came out on netflix it's called Neil young is involved in a movie he did the soundtrack for a movie called paradox that was oh. written and directed by daryl hannah oh interesting it's out on netflix it came out yesterday the plot is a band of outlaws hide up in the mountains the group pass the hours by searching for treasure while they wait for the full moon to lend its magic bringing the music and making the spirits fly neil young is in it lucas and micah nelson as well as willie nelson 
Oh, that's interesting. So Hip- I think it's Hippies, Willie Nelson's kids. Hippies making movies now. It's Willie Nelson's kids. Sounds interesting. Uh, and that's all in there. So that's on. It's called Paradox, and it's out on Netflix. Check that out. Uh, so moving on, a couple little hot topics, Dolly. I thought you would find this interesting. Dogs obey women more than men. That sounds about right. I'm sure you would agree with that. And uh, men obey women just yeah. as well as dogs do. So. happy wife happy life researchers recorded the sound of nearly 20 dogs growing in various scenarios or growling excuse me and had 40 participants attempt to identify the context of the growl overall the participants were good at associating the growls with the correct root emotion but both women and participants particularly experienced with dogs consistently scored higher on the test so Why were women better at it? Well, the study authors write that women have a higher sensitivity to emotional stimuli, Mm -hmm. which seems to give them an advantage in the recognition of context. I agree with that 100%. I think I would have to as well. Uh, You know, there's a geomagnetic storm coming. Have you heard about this? I have. I actually heard about that yesterday. Did you? kind of interesting, right? Yes, it's uh, it's coming up actually on Monday, and it's only rated a G1, the smallest classification for a storm of this activity. Uh, so it's saying, here's the thing, though. Everybody always says that geomagnetic storms, no matter the size, can cause headaches, dizziness, sleepiness, but there doesn't appear to be any scientifically pr- proven correlation there. What do you think? Well, I think that... It definitely, if you are in tune to your body and like you do yoga, you work out, you know when there's a difference in the environment. So environmental factors definitely come into play with how you're feeling. Yeah, fair enough. Um, So that's happening Monday. Be aware. That's our episode for you guys tonight. We got lots of great stuff headed your way tomorrow night on the garage. So make sure you check that out. Lots of great music on the way starting at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Make sure you guys tune in and stream it anywhere at 1057thebear.com. All right, Dahlia, it's been a good night. It Kicking has. off our first it's like episode. Our first episode. We will get better at articulating our thought processes and wanting to know what you guys want to listen to first and foremost. So make sure you guys like check out our page. Let us know what you want to hear. And that's the most important thing to us. Definitely. Facebook.com slash the garage rock show. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace.